Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday, May 27th. We have another prayer today from Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans. Today's prayer is written by Philip Doddridge. Let's pray. Blessed God, I humbly adore you as the great Father of lights and the giver of every good and every perfect gift. I seek every blessing from you and especially those which may lead me to yourself and prepare me for the eternal enjoyment of you. I adore you as the God who searches the hearts and tries the reins of the children of men. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May I be renewed in the spirit of my mind. You give me a new heart and replace a new spirit within me. Make me a partaker of the divine nature and as he who has called me is holy, may I be holy in all I say. May the same mind be in me which was also in Christ Jesus, and may I walk even as he walked. Deliver me from being carnally minded, which is death, and make me spiritually minded, since that is life and peace. And may I, while I pass through this world, walk by faith and not by sight, and be strong in faith, giving glory to God. May your grace teach me to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, and to live soberly, righteously, and godly. Work in my heart to the kind of godliness which is profitable for all things. Teach me by the influence of your blessed spirit to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. May I yield myself to you as alive from the dead and present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight, which is my most reasonable service. Amen. Well, I said that Philip Doddridge wrote that prayer, and yes, he did put it together, but you probably noticed that that great prayer was basically nothing but scripture quotations. What a great example for us on how to pray. Our passage today that we'll be reading is from Galatians 3. We're going to be reading from verse 15 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 29. Hear the word of the Lord. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we're no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God, through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 
There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This passage is really good news for us, those people who are not of the Hebrew persuasion. Paul is making his case here that in Christ we are all Abraham's offspring. It's not by blood, it's by faith in Christ. And that's good news. That's why we have hope. That is why we know that we have salvation. Now, Paul is talking here. He he says in verse 18, For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by the promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. And this comes from what he was saying beforehand, right? That God made the promise to Abraham, and then the law came later. The promise, the promise of grace, the promise of salvation to all people through Abraham's offspring, that isn't done away with because the law came. Instead, Paul calls the offspring a guardian. Uh, this was the way by which the message went to the people by God, by the means by which God showed us that we needed a savior. It was a means by which God kept the line to the promised Messiah intact, that he kept this, this good news of the offspring coming in the future. It's the way it traveled down through the Hebrew people. And eventually he, he did come. We know that to be true. That is what we have faith in. We see here, verse 24, So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. But now that he has come, we do not rest in the law. Now we desire to keep God's moral law. We desire to live our lives in, uh, in honor and in faithfulness to him. But look at the point that Paul is ultimately making. Remember what the issue is here. Paul is going up against these Judaizers who want all the people, regardless if they're Jew or Gentile, uh, to be circumcised in order for them to be a part of the Christian community, in order for them to be saved. But Paul's saying, you don't need any of that. Because Paul's saying, there's, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, because of what Jesus has done, we don't need this ritual of circumcision anymore. We don't need to rest in the law. We need to rest in Christ. And so Paul gets down to the heart of the matter in verse 29 when he says, and if you are Christ, if you, if you have faith in him and you belong to him and you're neither a Jew nor a Greek or a slave or free or any of these things, if you're his, then who are you? Then you are truly Abraham's offspring. It is not by the genetic line that this is passed down now. It is by faith. You are heirs according to the promise, this promise that was made to Abraham, not the law that came after it, the promise that was made to Abraham. You have that by faith. You are now in Christ. You are now a part of the family of God. You have salvation because of what he has done, not because of any works of the law that you might do, whether that is following the moral law or following a ritual or being circumcised. None of that matters because you are now an heir of that promise, that thing that was better because of what Jesus has done. And so we see that we are a part of the family of God here. And to be a part of the family of God means that we are heirs. We receive the inheritance of eternal life. And this is good news. And we can look around 
And we can see that all those who are in Christ are our brothers and sisters. We are neither slave nor free. We're not Jew or Greek. Our nationality doesn't matter. What matters is that we have the promise in Christ. And so that is good news for us because it means that those of us who were once outsiders, for lack of a better term, genetically, we are now insiders by something better, by this faith that we have been given in Christ. So may we relish that truth and may we trust in this fact that we are heirs according to the promise. Let's finish up with prayer. Gracious Lord, we praise you for the inheritance we have through the promise of the gospel. We're blessed to be in covenant with you and we relish the truth that in Christ we are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to the promise. May we find joy in being your children today and live faithfully to your glory. As the school year has concluded, we lift up the students in our congregation and our community. We pray that their summer break would be restorative for them. We lift up all those who are involved in the summer programs and ask for safety as students go back and forth from the activities. Bless the families with safety as they travel to and from sporting events and other activities. And we thank you for this time of year and appreciate all the opportunities for recreation that we have been so richly blessed with. And so as we step out into your world today, we trust that the word and spirit goes with us. May we trust that you are at work in us through these means to sanctify us and to conform us to the image of Jesus. Bless our day and may we bring all glory to you. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay, we are done with chapter 3 of Galatians. We'll be moving on to chapter 4 on Monday, and we will see you then. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 